again, jobless claims coming in at 214,000. They were looking for 230. They were expecting a bit of an uptick there. So again, a reflection how that labor conditions remain very strong here in the U.S. still. Let's bring in our next guest, uh, helping us take a look at the numbers, rates on the rise, and financial markets in general, with currencies on the move as well this week. Phil Striebel, the chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures, joins us. Phil, let's just begin with the jobless claims this morning. As I mentioned here, it looks like uh, labor conditions here in the U.S. resilient to a uh, uh, higher rate environment. Yeah, not surprising at all. It seems that, uh, you know, every place that you go to, they've got the help wanted signs. Yeah, the hiring is, quite yeah. hiring is quite robust right now. Um, you know, it's going to continue on this trend. And it's 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 interesting because the Fed's mandate and what the Fed wants to do is they really want to uptick that unemployment rate. They want to create more claims and they think that that'll bring down inflation as well. So um, as long as that labor market remains robust, this market's going to be fairly anchored. Um, I think with that downside, like in the S&P, that 3,500 to 3,300, somewhere in there, I think the downside's limited, especially if jobs remain firm. Jobs have remained firm, and uh, the downside right now has been limited as well, Phil. And I'm looking at the number here. I would think that the indices would be selling off a little bit more, considering the strong uh, weekly number here. But as I look, the Philly Fed, the manufacturing index, it looks like that came in a little bit lower than expected. Now, better than prior levels. It was down 9.9 .9 last reading uh, for September, but the October numbers, it looks like uh, down 8.7. Uh, that was a little bit worse than expected. They were looking for down five, down five. There you can see. So looks like those numbers show signs of worsening employment, actually uptick to 28.5. New orders uh, down 15.9. Prices paid, we'd expect to see an increase there. So uh, maybe that's sort of balancing out uh, that stronger than expected job support. Yeah, the, it's it becomes a mix between that, you know, is bad news good mm -hmm. news or is good news bad? So um, a lot of people believe that we're getting closer to like the, the bottom of the cycle on things getting you know, worse than expected here and, and things really breaking down. We saw a lot of earnings misses, things like that. So I think the next two cycles of earnings are going to be a bit weaker than expected. So anyone who's outperforming this go around will probably feel the the pressure of the next go around. Is there like light cycle, uh, late cycle recession sell off on their profits? Okay, S&Ps are up on uh, the news here by about a half a percent as we speak, uh, adding to the gains that we had seen into the beginning of the show here. But I'd still want to point out relatively contained, holding above the lows from yesterday, uh, but well below the highs from yesterday still. So again, but basically mid-range. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the move we've seen in rates this week with this hawkish tone from uh, some of the Fed speakers. We talked about Evans and Bullard at the top of the show. We've got 10-year yields up in, well, nearing 4.2. Yeah, you got um you also have three more Fed speakers out here later today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're quite hawkish. I, I pulled up that uh the CME's Fed Watch tool, it shows a ninety-nine point one percent chance okay. of a seventy-five basis point rate hike. So we expect them to be uh another seventy-five this go around, probably fifty, you know, at the at that next meeting. And then after that, in twenty twenty three, it's not till late twenty twenty three when they expect the first cut. So people waiting for that. Fed pivot, they're, they're going to be waiting for a long time on this. So you're going to want to go with options. You got to go out to DESA 2023 on any kind of long position, I think, or any kind of conviction for a snapback. But, you know, rates are holding up pretty firm. And uh, that twos versus 10, that, that's been bumping around at, uh, you know, about negative 40 uh, to negative 50 basis points. So uh, it's going to get, it, it does look like recessions totally priced in. 
Yeah, I've been hearing some debate in terms of what that Fed pivot define, definition of really means right now. Does it mean uh, from uh, raising rates to neutral or actually cutting, or does it mean just from 75 down to, to your point, 50 potentially come December? Uh, talk to us about the dollar, because it's been lagging a little bit relative to what we've seen in rates. I think too many people are still trying to call a top on the dollar, and I, I wouldn't count the dollar, you know, out yet because you look at, you know, that inverse basket against a lot of uh, currents, a lot of foreign currencies. You know, Europe's really in shambles. UK is, oh my God, that's a disaster going on over there. I don't even know who's running the show right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you continue to see a breakdown in those foreign currencies or they bounce to another lower high you're gonna see that dollar index ramp back up. And the inverse relationship between like the S&P, you know, gold, crude oil against the dollar is, you know, north of 80%. So any uptick right here is gonna put pressure. You see the dollar coming back at all, you're gonna see US equities sell off. We just looked at the pound. This is the Euro currency, both in a very well-defined trend to the downside. And with that, well, about what you'd expect to see and what Phil was just describing in terms of the move we've seen since the beginning of last year, from 89, we're talking all the way up to 114.75 recently, we'll just shy of by half tick, but you can also see the indices contained, so is the dollar right now holding in this range here, but the Japanese yen all but contained, you didn't really mention that in terms of, uh, you were talking about the uh, UK in shambles right now, with, we don't even know if Prime Minister Trust is going to last another uh, couple days here, you've got uh, um, the euro currency obviously coming under pressure, losing some of its momentum to the downside, but the yen still uh, on the move lower here, we're talking into a multi-decade low, three-decade lows. The yen is that's another disaster. They they're they're still at a dovish. They're they're still buying bonds and and they're still very hey, dovish. Phil, I gotta just interrupt you real quick. We just got some breaking news coming across the wire. I guess uh, Liz Truss just resigned. Speaking of, I said she wasn't going to make it uh, through the next couple days. Uh, next couple hours, I guess, was uh, even more in question here. And we're actually seeing the British pound uh, start to come off a little bit. If we could just pull up the pound here right now in reaction to this. We can see it came off from 113.20. What does this mean? I mean, Phil, this is only going to add to some of the questions I would imagine. Well, that just took the, the S&P and the NASDAQ negative as well. So yeah, look dollar at that. Good might, point. Get, might get some bump up. I was going to say when you were saying days, I was going to go with hours. I felt like the <laughs> shot clock was winding down. So, um, well, it's, what we said, what a disaster over there. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I mean, they got to get things under control. I mean. It's, well, you called it. You said, who's in charge? I mean, nobody really knows, I guess, at this point. Yeah, so you know, it's going to be a fluid situation. So I'm going to probably have to hop early, put some stops in on some <laughs> of these positions and reposition. So I understand. Let's real quick get back to the end here. If you can kind of wrap up your thoughts there. Obviously, a different scenario in terms of what the Bank of Japan's dealing with as far as inflation versus uh, most of uh, Western central banks. Yeah, if you look at, like, throw up, like, an intraday chart of the yen, and you could look last night at that price action. They okay. they try to do some intervening with some bonds, things like that. And anything they do, it just doesn't seem to work at all. And there's no tell on how low this thing's going to go against the dollar. I mean, my partner, Bill Baruch, he was picking up December 65 puts when we were well in the 70s, and I thought he was crazy, yeah. you know. But, yeah. you know, look, they're almost, they're almost at the money right now, so... 
I, I don't know about the yen at this moment. They've got to shift their policies. They got to start getting at least neutral to slightly hawkish. A quick look at some of that intraday price activity. Phil, speaking of here in terms of the overnight, uh, you know, intervention here, uh, something that we talk about on a regular basis here on a daily basis for the most part. I just wanted to quickly check in on the daily time frame because this chart is ugly. When you look at the move, we've seen lower. Uh, I think it was yesterday, 10, 11 days in a row to the downside. I'd be curious to see what happens there uh, over the next couple days here. Uh, and, uh, well, I guess we're going to let you hop here, Phil. Uh, a very busy morning here as breaking news is coming across the wire here. We're going to uh, gather some of it together and check in. That was Phil Strebel, the chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures.